0: All right, and welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast. We are here live on location at Seymour Brewing Company with Sean Malone, hello, um, owner of Seymour Brewing Company. Before we get started, big shout out to our sponsors, as always, Miller's uh, Pest Control and Lawn Care, um, Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, and Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor, Kyle McIntosh. I know you know my boy (laughs) Kyle. You know him
1: well, right? Yeah. He's here, been all I should over hold me. up his thing right here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we represent
0: Kyle as <laughs> To represent, as we there you yeah. go. He's been all over me about he's when done. this episode's going to come out. So nice. he was inking me the other day, and he said, "Man, I keep looking. Where's the Sean Malone episode?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's been, you know, he, he hits me up. You are going to do that? Right? You going to do that? I think it'd
0: be good. I'm like, I'll
1: do
2: it,
0: man. I'm to get on there, so. so he's, uh, yeah, he's a he's a great dude and great community guy. And Sean, I appreciate you letting us come up here, and it's pretty cool we got to come up here and, yeah. and set up at Seymour Brewing Company. You got some some cool stuff going on, but How'd you get into this?
2: Uh, you know, I mean, crazy story. I had uh, I had a Pepperidge Farm uh, cookie and goldfish route for about two years that a friend of mine had hooked me up with, and uh, I built it up a little bit. And it really wasn't my cup of tea because you had to be in. Most of these stores by 7 a.m. right, <laughs> so I'm delivering cookies at like 3:30 in the morning, and uh, which nobody's happy delivering deliver no, yeah. cookies no, at 3:30. No, no matter in the what morning. kind of cookies you're delivering at 3:30, there's <laughs> yeah. nothing happy about it. But uh, I enjoyed it. It was cool. It gave me an opportunity to get into some different markets I hadn't been in, uh, and uh, and learn how to grow something really. And and I would talk to stores that hadn't had our product in it for years, and and slowly start with uh, a couple of feet of shelf space and then over time build that into an end cap you know and all that really was helping my (laughs) weekly paycheck but it was also building um the account up so after about a year and a half of doing that um I waited tables the entire time I was working at Stream Cliff Farms in Comiskey Indiana huge shout out to them they uh they groomed me for several years they uh they let me wait tables and water flowers and uh do do a lot of really you know really cool things on their farm, and the whole time I was learning small business, and I was learning um, the restaurant business. I, I worked for a lot of great small business owners, um, so I had sold the Pepperidge Farm route and had a little bit of money in my pocket, a little bit, and I was staring at my thirtieth birthday, and. Uh, really, really just didn't want to wait tables forever. It was a cool gig, and I really liked it, and I made great money. But I wanted to do something on my own. And so on my 30th birthday, I chilled out at my house by myself (laughs) and really... (laughs) Contemplated some of life's great decisions <laughs> and, and what I was going to do to hopefully, uh, hopefully advance myself in life. And uh, I didn't know what that was going to be. I had uh, I had a few thousand dollars saved up. and That was it. And uh, I had went to go have a uh, beer with a friend of mine that I'd met in Nashville, Tennessee, through Fred Gill. And life's all about connections and, yeah. and, and building bridges, you know. And uh, when I was in Nashville, Tennessee, with Fred Gill. Uh, we met a lady that worked for, I'll get this wrong, but I think Mercury at the time, and she was managing Jody Messina, Tim McGraw. Wow. And so, of course, I was really involved in that conversation. I love music, of course. And uh, she said, oh, where do you—where are you from? And at the time, I was living in Comiskey, working on their farm, living in a farmhouse, waiting tables, doing the Pepperidge Farm thing, and it was actually had just sold that. It was kind of on a little trip, you know, just getting away for a minute, and uh, I told her Kaminsky, and she said, "Oh, I'm from North Vernon." And we just couldn't believe it. There you know, was this lady in Nashville that I'd never met before, and uh, uh, I knew her uh, husband, uh, her first husband from from Seymour, and uh, old his little brother and I were old school friends, and never had met the lady. So you just never know what kind of conversations you're going to find yourself in, and, and who you're talking to. But uh, we uh, exchanged pleasantries and said, if you're ever in, you know, back in town, give me a shout. Maybe we'd go have a beer and. Uh, uh, her name was April Ryder, April Barber. If she hears this, I hope she does. Thanks for the, thanks for that meeting that night, April, because we met uh, some other um, friends of hers and classmates, and and Billy Bright, um, who was a U.S. state representative from North Vernon, had just won the seat, and uh, he had come to join us that night at the cellar there in North Vernon, and. Uh, yeah. He uh, had said at some point in time during the conversation if anybody was interested in buying any pizza equipment, he had just won this U.S. state rep seat and he was really uh, going to give it 110% and was going to sell this pizza equipment. Crazy enough, the Comiskey Corner store, I had uh, become friends with the, the folks who owned that at the time. and. Uh, I'd helped out up there a couple times in the evening, just working the register and making pizzas. Yeah. I had never made pizzas before, like on any level other than at home, and I enjoyed making pizzas. Chef D. pizzas, which I still, <laughs> which I still love, still love to make them. And uh, so, I had very minimal pizza experience, but I had pretty good, pretty good idea how to run a kitchen um, from just being in the, the kitchen out of Stream so much and. Uh, so I said, yeah, you know, I'm interested in that. I'm interested in uh, interested in uh, taking a look at what you got and seeing if that's something I can afford. And uh, at the time, I had a, a friend of mine who uh, he had a little bit of money, and he was wanting to do something with it as well. And I knew of a uh, liquor license that was available here in Seymour that the Gill boys had owned, Fred and Toby Gill. And uh, I called them and talked to them about it, and they said, yeah, yeah, we'll sell it to you on contract, right? And so I had... Uh, I'd kind of secured this three-way liquor license and then went and looked at this pizza equipment. And uh, I guess we're telling long stories here, so we'll just tell it the way No, Yeah, it you're good. Yeah, but, um, you're good. I went and looked at the pizza equipment, and basically Billy Bright had given me a really unique opportunity um, in saying that, look, I've won this state rep seat. I'm willing to walk away from this pizza equipment if you're willing to uh, take over my three-year lease that I just signed. Here in Seymour, at this shopping center next to the JC in the West End. And so um, I went and looked at the equipment, and I'm still cooking on those ovens today, 13 years later. Um, but I negotiated a deal with the lease, uh, the leasing agent over there for that piece of property, and said, okay, if, I, if I'm to fulfill this lease for three years, at the end of that three years, I'll give you such and such dollars for this equipment. And it wouldn't wouldn't be much. It wasn't much, you know. Um, but I was gonna fulfill a three year lease, which was expensive. You know, it really was. And uh, so we started April first, two thousand six. We opened the doors to Brooklyn Pizza and uh, had a business partner, he had a full time job, he was all over the road, up and down the interstate. And after about a year in business, things were just so-so. It was about 2007, and uh, things were okay, and uh, he had uh, some other opportunities, and he was ready to move on. Um, and so we made an agreement to for him to sell his, his portion of Brooklyn pizza. And that liquor license that we hadn't really done anything with, um, so to speak, it wasn't really doing much. We were We were trying to sell... Package beer to go um, because that license allowed it but we weren't really doing much with it and so part of the agreement was okay you can take the license and sell it and it was worth some money and I'll give you a little bit of boot and I'm still going to try this you know let's see if this works and it was still a baby and uh so that worked and the first year I became an independent owner um and then 2009 came along and the recession kind of kicked in you know and uh I was feeling it in the pizza business, and there was a lot of pizza places here in town, and there still are some great ones. Um, but I was new and trying to make a name, and I didn't have a big bankroll. You know, I, yeah. I just had the money that was coming in weekly. We'd we'd sell product, we'd buy product, we'd try to spend a little money on advertising. And uh, 2009 came around, and the uh, the lease was going to be, up, which I was so thankful that I had made that. Like I couldn't even believe that I had actually fulfilled a three-year lease because it was. It was a good amount of money. And, uh, and then there was some common area maintenance and stuff. And so I, uh, I called the, uh, the owner of the, of the building and, and just told him what I was thinking about. You know, like, hey, the recession's kind of really hit. Things really slowed down. And, uh, you know, we could, uh, we could use a break here on this rent because it was pretty high, pretty steep. And, uh, and uh, so he called me back. And uh, he said, well, you know, I've taken a look at it, and I was able to help him fill most of that shopping center with other great renters. That's cool. And uh, doctors, you know. And so doctors were kind of recession-proof. They weren't really, they weren't feeling (laughs) it. Everybody's still going there. Yeah, Yeah. they weren't feeling it, but I was feeling it. And so I knew that, though I couldn't afford the space, that he did have other people in there who could afford the space. And so I started looking for um, uh, a new place. Hey, Holly thanks oh up here thank you yes and uh (laughs) um, so he came at me with a bigger number bigger than the three year lease that i had had monthly and i said okay well i'm gonna give you my six month notice and i'm gonna start looking around so
0: when you asked for a a break it actually
2: came back with even more than came back even more he came back at me at 500 dollars more a month than where i was already at and uh so it was, a, it was a real shock. At that point in time, brother, uh, like I didn't really know. I mean, we were just hanging on, you know what I mean? So yeah. at that point in time, I could have just shut down and went yeah. and got a job, you know? And, uh, but I really hated to. I was three Thank years you. invested and uh, I felt like it was, it was a good thing, you know? I felt like what we were doing was, was working and people enjoyed our products. So oh, yeah. I started looking for a new spot and I drove by this building that we're in now here on West 2nd Street and there was a for rent sign in the front window. And West 2nd Street's not Tipton, you know what I mean? (laughs) So it's, you're you're, you're losing a ton of traffic, and being next to the JC, I had a ton of traffic in Mm -hmm. front of me all day long. But it was still on us to make that business, you know, to still bring those people out of the JC parking lot over to our our store, and we'd done a good job of that. And so what I hoped was, is that if I moved off Tipton and, and brought my rent down, that I would still pull some of my customers with me, you know, but it's not guaranteed. So I came over here, looked at this spot, and sat in the parking lot two or three times and, and watched <laughs> cars, counted cars driving yeah. by, you know, and thought, you know, this works. You know, it's, it's second, I'm born and raised here, and second, because Street is it's a it's not it's yeah. I'm
1: saying it's not like yeah. like you said it's not Tipton. Yeah. But it's still a busy I mean, road. Yeah. I mean, like...
2: If you live in Seymour and you do business in Seymour, you're using 2nd Street. You yeah. Know what I mean, uh, Tipton is a lot of through traffic, Brownstown, Bloomington, Bedford, um, yeah. as well as the opposite way. Um, but we got a real strong group of uh, neighborhood people here, as yeah. well as just through traffic. So I thought, you know, this is worth a shot. So I... I came in and talked to the, the gentleman that owned the building, Tom Williams. He's a he's a great dude. I just talked to him a couple of days ago. Um, him and his wife, Snowy, had owned this building for 30 plus years. And she had a salon in the side of the building right here that we're sitting oh, in. Right. This was the this was a salon for 30 years. The side over there with a pizza shop and the ovens and the kitchen and all that was a tanning salon for years. But even before that, it was uh, uh, a, ta- uh, a tanning salon. It was a, Laundromat, laundromat, and then if these pl- walls could talk yeah. between a salon yeah. and a bar. Oh yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of stories yeah. in yeah. these walls. <laughs> yeah, it's just. And then even in the 50s, maybe 60s, uh I'd have to check the date exactly, but this was a model rug company. This was a, a rug cleaning business, and so if you wow. look at our structure of our building, the middle of this building right here that we're sitting in has 20 foot roofs, and there was a big boiling pot in the middle of this room oh, Wow. and there's tons of still old hemp rope and pulley systems in this building and uh, they would lower those rugs into the into the uh, vats and clean them is my understanding. Um, and that's just a little bit of history about the building but I came in and talked to Tom who was sweeping the floors in the building next door here and uh and ask him about it and he said i said hey you know what's the what's the rent on this building and he he, he threw me a number and it was seriously like a third of the rent <laughs> that i was paying wow and i thought okay you know this is this is doable and so i'm standing there and i'm thinking okay and i said i'm really interested and he said okay but it's rented and i said ah oh, man you got to be kidding me you know like i wanted to stay on the west end of town i built my business on the west end of Sydney, okay. and i was staying away from all the action on the east side of town. Um, I really felt like there was a need here, and we were we were catering to behind the high school, the Boulevard areas. uh yeah. sunset. to say this is more yeah. your neighborhood area. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It and is. So, you get
0: the interstate traffic on yeah. the east side. This is more your neighborhood. Yeah,
2: and you know, um, I thought that was that was good enough for us, you know, and yeah. uh, and it was it was going to feed us, and and that's what I. You know, when you're young and you don't have—I uh, wasn't young in age, just young in heart and spirit—and <laughs> and, um, time serving pizzas. But when you're young, you you just don't know. I mean, it was so it was so up and down. Would I make it? Would I survive? And uh, but I thought lowering my overheads got to help. It's got to help. Yeah. So um, I gave him my number. I said, if anything changes, just let me know. And uh, he. Showed up at my pizza shop about two months later. I still had about three months to figure something out and I'm scrambling to figure something out And I saw him standing in line one night and I was ringing people up and he got up and he ordered a pizza and he said Those people didn't rent that spot. They decided they were gonna do something different. I said I want it right now, you know, so For three months, then, I was paying rent there. And here? Rent here. Oh, no. Okay, (laughs) So you're like, can I
1: just survive? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Now, can I survive three months while I'm trying to get everything moved over here? And then, this wasn't a kitchen. You know, there was was never a kitchen in here. Right. So I I had a huge expense. And pretty much everything I was able to save up those last, those first couple of three years, um, which wasn't a lot, I put into this building with the option of first option to buy right but he had informed me like hey we're not gonna we're not gonna sell for a couple three years right. my wife's still doing hair and uh so this was side was still a salon yeah, at that point oh yeah absolutely and that mm-hmm. was the yeah. pizza. okay and uh and in the back was just two garages just two empty garages that um he kept cars in and washed his cars and stuff in and uh so i came on board and restructured that whole side of the building and put my pizza shop in and within about six months of doing that, sinking all the pennies I had oh. into that, um, his wife had taken a fall, a pretty bad fall, and he came over and he said, hey, we're, we're going to sell. We're ready to sell. Man, I just sunk every penny yeah. I had into your building. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I, I I can't go to the bank right now and come up with <laughs> any kind of loan. Yeah. It was my thought. Like you know, like I said, yeah. I'm still young. I'm, I'm showing three years worth of business on the books, but it's not. It's not breaking any records or anything you know and so um i didn't know how i was going to get it done and so i called uh i'll just name drop all day if that's all right that's um, okay with me these people anybody i talk to you about has, has absolutely influenced me or pushed me or driven me um, to be where i'm at today and and at the time andy royalty um, who i worked for for many years ran his offices and and managed his rental property and stuff and he taught me a ton, you know, and I knew he I knew he knew how to make deals happen yeah. when you just really didn't think you'd make deals happen. And so I called Andy and I said, uh, here's my situation, here's what I'm looking at, help me, you know, what, what can I do? Not, not asking for money, just give me some knowledge, what, what do I do here, you know? And he said, okay, you, you really need them to carry a second mortgage for you, you know, and that second mortgage is gonna help you out and get the bank where it needs to be to get you this property and i didn't know anything about that you know and and i was nervous about asking them you know what i mean like i need to put this deal together and if i yeah. go to them and say i'm not able to put this deal together they might look at me and say okay we gave you first option we're gonna go and now we'll go somewhere buy, else right? yeah and yeah. your rent may triple could have tripled. Yeah. and then i'd have been right where i was yeah and, not on and, and yeah. all this money yeah. that you and, put and into the second kitchen. street yeah, yeah. on second yeah. street and so i went to the Williamses and i said hey you know, would you be interested in carrying a second mortgage for me for one year? Okay. And they said, yeah, 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 somebody did that for us. That's how we were able to buy the building 30 plus years ago. Wow. So I said, okay, that's cool. That's cool. And uh, so we struck up that deal. Well, now, lo and behold, I've got a mortgage payment for a building and now I've got a balloon payment or, you know, a bank, a, a secondary mortgage payment to these folks. It was twice as much as my rent was at the other building, those two payments together. Oh my. So now here I am, three years, eight months into being Brooklyn Pizza. And I thought I was gonna cut myself to a few hundred dollars. Now I'm staring at a couple thousand dollars. Uh And I'm going, nah, this is... What am I doing? What did I get myself into? That's a lot of pizza. And we're new on 2nd Street. There's not been a restaurant down this way. Nobody's breaking their necks to look over and see us here. You know, there's a lot of things that were really scaring me to death.
0: Yeah, when you were talking about a third of the rent, you could take some of that money and put it back into advertising and draw people down here. When you talk about a few thousand,
2: there is no advertising budget anymore. Yeah, we four times it, and now we don't have (laughs) no money. Yeah. And and so I... uh, I was freaking out, man. I really was freaking out, and I had all this extra square footage. Now they were retired, you see, yeah. and so here I sat with a salon, and I even, I even bought everything in the salon and thought, oh, I'll just rent it out as a salon. Oh, yeah. That's no problem, right? I can do that. Well, I don't know anything about salons, so uh, that, that, that quickly turned into okay, that's not going to work, and uh, I've got some square footage I need to do something with, and so the first person that came in on this side was a. a a bakery, a small bakery. Wish I could think of their name, I can't. They were here for about a year. They did really well, um, but they had other things going on. And so they left and then Lindsay Bees Donuts. Okay. Yeah. Lindsay Bees started here.
1: I didn't really uh, I didn't remember that. Yeah,
2: the the ladies at Lindsay Lindsay and her <laughs> mom had just left Almire Bakery, I believe, back then. Um uh, was it had closed down in Columbus. I think later reopened in life, but those ladies were looking to do something so they brought Lindsay Bees in here. And Lindsay Bees was here, and it was successful, Yeah, and it helped me cover uh, some of my yeah. rent, and I was thankful for that, and uh, they quickly outgrew the space. Of
1: course, they moved. Yeah,
2: they quickly outgrew the space. Yeah. They just, they were killing it, and uh, so they moved, and then I was like, ah, oh, man, you know, what am I going to do, except for now I had a kitchen over here as well, you know, and so... Um, when they went to put a kitchen in here, I had a couple of things, an extra 3 bay sink, things that helped make a kitchen a kitchen. And so I just went ahead and put them in this side of the building, in case they ever left. You know, it would be, that stuff's here. And so, um, so when they left, I still had a fully functional kitchen in this building, and I was able to, um, talk to a few people, and then the Flying Pig barbecue came into uh-huh. place, and Flying Pig was here for almost six years, and, um... That happened about uh, a year and a half, year and eight months ago. Um, they left and we built Seymour Brewing Company over here. Um, that's a short way to get to that, but the long way, I guess. But uh, uh, so Seymour Brewing Company started a year and eight months ago or so. And uh, that part about it has been a blessing. Uh, everything about what we've done in the last couple of years has been amazing. Uh, we've grown in size, doubled in size, doubled in employees. Things are going really good. Customers, customers, customers love us. Yeah, are reviews, and it's and it's, it's a lot. It's, I mean, it's, it's stressful, too, you know. Uh, you go from four or five employees for eight, nine years <laughs> to a dozen employees over the mm-hmm. last year and a half, and uh, that's a huge growth, and it's a huge learning experience for a guy who didn't really ever know what he was doing in the first place. <laughs> that's
1: awesome. So, yeah,
2: it's, uh, I'm constantly learning. My wife... Um, my wife grew up in a restaurant. Her parents had one for 17 years, and then she was a GM for um, Applebee's for years. But then before that, she was with Grindstone Charlie's, and, and so she had a wealth. She has a wealth of knowledge about uh-huh. about how systems operate yeah. that are beyond what I'd ever dealt with. You yeah. know what I mean. Even when I was in the busiest kitchen I'd ever worked in, it was still a small mom and pop shop, and they. They did a great job, but we just, you know, it wasn't anything like a a commercial setting. Well, even
0: Streamcliff. I mean, Streamcliff, I'm a Jennings County guy, and and that's a small setting. Great food, unbelievable atmosphere, but...
2: You're not turning it out like a commercial kitchen, yeah. obviously. Yeah, so. yeah, and it's everything out there slows down, man. You're at Indiana's <laughs> oldest urban perennial farm, you know, yeah. and uh, and you go there with that knowledge. You go like, there with I'm yeah. not in a hurry. Yeah, you go there with <laughs> patience, and you go there with, uh, you know, uh, different man. People want pizza; they want it now, you yeah. know, and. Uh, sometimes they don't have 20 minutes to wait, you know, and, and we're spoiled, we're spoiled people. I mean, oh we gosh, can, yeah. we can get a hot dog off a roller grill if we're starving <laughs> yeah. right now, or you can get a pizza through a drive-thru, um, in two minutes if you want one. And that's, that's good stuff too. I'm a huge fan of pizza. I love all pizza. I love it all. And, uh, but it was, that's not us. You know, we don't, we don't produce anything in 20 minutes. We're just not that quick. Um, so, um, i forget where i was going with that man i apologize
1: yeah uh, i think know. it's awesome yeah. hearing the story from like where you started like before you, i guess before you started yeah. to like all of that because I, I mean i think that's great just hearing like and even like the history of this building and everything i think is pretty cool
2: yeah well so we had two garages back here at the back of this building and then i reached out to what what was twisted crew brewing mm-hmm. right tcb those boys and uh uh, they came in they were all uh, they all have full-time jobs you know and so they were all they were all brewing part-time and um, that was fine and, and all for the most part but it uh, didn't lead to a whole lot of retail hours and so therefore uh, they're they just weren't I don't know I don't want to say successful because who's who's version of success right you know right. I mean? right they had just had enough and they were ready to get back to their nine to fives that were paying bills and and um, so at that time, I reached out to him and, and said, I'm interested in buying the equipment. Um, I don't want the name or the, or the product or anything. I, I just interested in some of the equipment. It's already in my building,, yeah. and that way it won't leave. <laughs> and then I had an old friend named Rich Metter, and Richie is our brewmaster. And Rich and i been buddies since Rich oh, and I've been buddies since middle school. and uh, um, sometime in our teenage years, I had introduced Rich. To his wife now. Um, oh, cool! Uh, Dr. Jennifer Hartwell, I and mean, she's a pediatrician in in Columbus. And uh, uh, over the years, Rich would always say, "I owe you." I mean, when we were nineteen, he said it. When we were twenty-five, he said it. When we were thirty, he said it. You know, I, I owe Did you. you boy. say I
1: take you up I, on that oh, now? Yeah. So
2: here we are at forty-two years old in my life, forty-one, and I call Rich and I say, "Hey, man, remember? Remember?" <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, he, I just called him and said, hey, I, I'm going to make this purchase, and I really want you to come just walk me through it, talk me through it, and and, uh, and see if I'm making a good decision here. And so Rich came down, looked at all the equipment with me, and said, yeah, man, you got something here you can do something with. Who's going to brew for you? And I said, I was hoping you'd kick me down, man. That's I was where you would, come yeah. in. Yeah. Because Rich was brewing full-time. Rich had a full-time brewer's position up in Columbus, and he had been brewing somewhere for about six years. And... Uh, I knew it's what he loved to do yeah you know, I knew it's what he loved <laughs> to do and uh here I was gonna start something but we were still really really small in the scheme of things and I thought I just don't know if I can pull rich you know I don't know if I can um afford rich right and uh so I told him you know man if you kick me a name you know I'll trust you and he's in a home brewers club and I thought maybe he was gonna throw a name my way and uh he looked at me and he said, I want to brew for you, man. You know, and I said, well, you know, I don't know, Rich. I don't know if I can, you can you can afford me. He said, let's do this. I want to do this. He's a Seymour boy. He'd been away for many years while him and his wife, um, you know, grew up, and and uh, she got her uh, degrees and, and worked at different hospitals and stuff. And so they're back around, but he's a Seymour boy, and he wasn't brewing here in Seymour. He was brewing in Columbus. And so he said... Uh, I want to come to work for you. And basically, all I really want from you is free range. You know, I've got all these great recipes. I've got all these great beers <laughs> that uh, that uh, I want to brew. And he didn't really have the opportunity to do that where it was brewing. He
1: wants to be open yeah, to do... Yeah,
2: they, they basically had four or five beers where he was at. And those right. were the beers that they brewed. Right. And, and so Richie had this portfolio of all these wonderful beers that you're drinking, you know. And uh, um, he... That was kind of his thing with me. Yeah, he just said, "You, you give me some," and it was easy to do. Rich and I worked together at Karma Records. Um, he was a boss in Seymour. I was a Pee on it, put Columbus, but Richie got me my job up there, and so we we used to go to concerts together. We've got pictures of us and him, uh, us and Rob Zombie hanging out, and, you know, different different concerts. We used to go to a lot of metal shows when we were younger. And uh, how sad is that the Karma Records is gone? Man. Yeah, that's yeah, super sad, man. We had a lot of great friendships built there, and then a lot. Those of, were in every yeah, you yeah, know yeah. medium sized town yeah. across Indiana. I stood in line for probably fourteen hours for Metallica tickets, you know. Um, 91 or so, probably. <laughs> you know? And
0: uh, well, I would say I that, that you know, yeah. the kids today don't realize, like, I remember the midnight openings for yeah. CD releases, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. like we, we would well, go at midnight, pre bought, pre- yeah. pre-
1: like, yeah. buy it pre- before, and it's their, yeah, yeah. In it downloads automatically. In words.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm you know, I'm a touchy feely guy with music. Uh, <laughs> I had I have still have to this day a huge collection of everything from eight tracks to cassettes to vinyl, and yeah. I love the way music sounds and feels and smells you know i mean i love getting vinyl records out and putting them on the player and uh you know so so music has always been a huge 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 part of my life and still is to this day um i went to bible college when i graduated high school here in seymour i went to johnson city tennessee i went to johnson mm-hmm. bible college down there and i was just there um just a year and and we had stuff going on here at home and i and I came home and I wasn't feeling it. But one thing I always remember was Rich was the first person, maybe besides my grandmother and my mother, that wrote me a letter at school. You know, and uh, of course nobody handwrites anything anymore. Yeah, but, oh, know, yeah. We're talking ninety three, ninety four, and and so Rich was that person. He was just a uh, just you know good friend, and yeah. so uh, blessed to have him uh, as a brother and a friend. And so when he said he was going to come on board, man, I almost felt like we were going to make it you know i mean like this brewery thing will work because he puts out such a great product and so um he came on board we took a few months to get our permits in place and uh all that started happening and we've we've brewed over 200 batches of beer um within two years already wow um and things are only looking more positive we're getting ready to start a new build project right out here at Harmony Park. Harmony Park is our music venue uh, attached to the brewing company yeah. and the pizza shop here. It's an all-ages venue. It's family-friendly. Uh, it's non-smoking. Even though it's outdoors, we just ask uh, folks to step outside of the fenced-in area, and it's a place where Everybody can come, man. I mean, there's. If you look out there now, there's a couple of dogs out there playing around. I know. I've, uh,
1: I've seen them uh, <laughs> yes, running through so,
2: there. Uh, there's squirrels and rabbits and everything out there. But really, um, you know, I, I wanted a venue. Uh, I love booking music. I love, I love, uh, I love that whole song and dance with artists where you, you go back and forth, and you're not trying to, you're not trying to hurt anybody. You know you the artists want you to do well as a venue they mm-hmm. need to do well yeah. for their travel and time and expenses and and more than anything i just i love that that whole song and dance and so i, I had booked music in other places um all over seymour friends that owned bars you know i would booked yeah. music at brewskis and i booked it at the rocks and i booked it at the funky monkey um just as a promoter you know just what i like and yeah so um and the whole time had brooklyn pizza you know and uh just didn't have any square footage and so at one point in time i spoke with the neighbors here next door and told them my uh, vision of harmony park you know a a family friendly music venue uh, where everybody could come it wouldn't be a late thing it wouldn't be drunk and debauching not until 4 or 5 a.m yeah, yeah so, i mean so we try to get out of here at nine thirty on a friday yeah. Um and what i quickly found out is, we built harmony park and it started becoming this beautiful peaceful place um was that the artists wanted to play here, you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of these artists don't have an opportunity to play in front of their kids. You know, they're mm-hmm. playing, the, the, playing the local bar no, scene. They're always playing in bars. playing the bar scene. Yeah, the yeah. the bar scene. That's and so true. I grew up with a lot of these boys that have been playing music and girls that's been playing music for 25, 30 years that I've known them. And some of them have said, you know, my, my 14, 15 year old kids never got to see me really play. Never outside of house.
1: like the garage. Yeah, yeah and never, or, or yeah, I
2: never do a full production yeah. show, you know? And so I. All of a sudden, it just started. The phone just started ringing, and people were saying, "Hey, we want to play Harmony Park. You know, we want to play Harmony Park." And uh, we give music away. I mean, we do probably uh, eight to ten weeks of free Friday night concerts, where it don't cost a penny. You bring your whole family, and it didn't cost you a dime. You don't have to eat. You don't have to drink. Of course, we hope you do. Right, right. Um, but my whole point was just to give music away, and. Uh, That has since turned into some paid shows, three or four paid shows a year. Um, But even in that particular circumstance, it's usually uh, work to deal with the artists where you get 100% of the door, you know what I mean? Where we're trying to really build up their, you know, what they're doing. And uh, that's worked out really well. You know, um, people want to, people want to pay for music. I mean, you know, I do, I want to pay for live music. I want to to go see live music. I want to see people. Uh, pour their heart and soul out for me
0: yeah Yeah. well and it's cool because i think even um you know you you talk about the guys you grew up with that have been doing it 20 30 years but we had forrest turner on our show and a guy that was so excited to come here he ended up getting Mm -hmm. snowed out i know but he you know even when he was on the show he was talking Mm -hmm. about getting to come here and play at Brooklyn pizza company and seymour brewing company and so even the next generation of musicians are excited about
2: being here that's cool i'm glad to hear that i mean because uh what we hope to build is a place for artists across the board. You know, Kyle McIntosh came in. Uh, this place was bare bones, and, <laughs> and Kyle came in and painted the mural that you see on yeah. the front on the front wall there, and Brooklyn Pizza side. That was uh, 72 cans of spray paint, 28 hours. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, and Kyle. I mean, it looks uh, amazing. Yeah, like, Kyle. That's
1: it. like when we came in, Dustin was like, "Kyle did that," and I'm yeah. like, "Oh my!" Like. Yeah. I mean, I. But it, and he it was still aw- a
2: baby. You know that it was. It looks uh, awesome. That was ten and a half years. Ago. I was gonna say, Is that, that
1: right? Was, that, that
2: was early on before yeah. he was. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! He, he before he was even in Ash, Crothersville. Yeah, oh my yeah.
1: goodness. Okay. Yeah, that was a yeah, long time. That was time ten ago. years ago.
2: Kyle and I became friends through. Um, oh man, I wish I really even knew. We have mutual <laughs> friends. Rick Wilson, our brother. Um, brother Rick, I don't know if you guys know Rick, but he Rick was a pastor here in town. He lives in Florida now. Uh, he started the Alley Church, Rick. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, okay. and so uh, Kyle and I both had a, a passion for what Rick was doing. Um, Kyle and I will both be the first to tell you we're not saints, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, we, we, we both have, um, yeah, I don't want to say check or pass, but we've lived life, you know? And uh, and so we uh, we were able to relate with Rick's message and, and, and hear him tell about, you know, how he had, you know... Uh, battled with different demons and addictions and things and then Kyle, Kyle and I related on, on some different levels and uh, I guess I, I won't say I was more motivated because Kyle mo- Kyle's motivated. He's yeah. a hustler. But I was just in a little better position in life, right? And so um, I saw a lot in Kyle and uh, really wanted to push him to be mm-hmm. the best artist he could be, you know, because I saw so much beauty in what he was doing and, uh, and saw that what he did was making other people happy right even if kyle wasn't happy with himself at the time he could put out a piece of work and it was beautiful right and so we had a uh, we had a five-year anniversary party and we had redneck rattlesnake i think at the time which is a lot of local guys that are playing in different groups now uh, they came out and played our anniversary show and we had kyle do a live graffiti piece right and so on a four by eight sheet of plywood in front of a bunch of people out here uh kyle painted a a picture that day and what it what it turned out to be was was called blessed the the picture was called blessed and kyle didn't know what he was going to do with it it was huge and he donated it to me and he said do with it what you will and so I donated that piece of art to a friend of mine's sister. And she is an art teacher in Michigan, Vassar, Michigan, uh, an hour away from Frank and it's it's, uh, it's up there. But <laughs> I've gone hunting every year um, in Michigan with my buddy Corey Gearman. And Corey, uh, Corey, my buddy Lom Wynn, who uh, is here with us tonight. Um, He's running around somewhere, and uh, and my buddy Dave Eggers. Those guys were all my best men in my wedding. And Corey is Corey is from Nashville. He's a music publisher, and uh, Corey grew up in a pizza restaurant, but then he went to Belmont University, made it made it pretty good in Nashville, and uh, and uh, he now manages for Kid Rock. He's Kid Rock's day to day manager. Really? And, uh, yeah. And so there's been some great adventures there with Corey, um, but. Uh, so we go hunting in Michigan. Which, every by the year. way, I just yeah. bought
1: Dustin at Walmart, yeah. his Kid Rock's Greatest Hits on yeah. vinyl. Nice. That's At sweet. Walmart I the other that. day. I need that. I, I need just that. bought that
2: for
0: yeah, So That's good. actually, I opened my Sunday this morning, I listened to everyone. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so, so, back to back. Awesome. Yeah. Totally
1: side note, but yeah. I just, he, so uh, yeah, continue. So, <laughs> no, I,
2: I, I, I get lost. I get rambling. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, so we, um, Met Corey's mom and dad and sister and brother-in-law in floor, in uh, Michigan, and she had told me about this. Uh, um, I'll get it wrong here, but it's basically uh, it's a soup uh, donation type thing. Uh, bowls. Uh, it's bowls something. I apologize. Oh, um, um, help me! Help me! Yeah, we, I think we do
0: the same thing where they turn the, they, the pottery bowls. Yes,
2: yes. And then they serve soup in it and the we kids had, make oh. money. Yeah. We, we do it at Jennings County High School, too. We're really? the principal. Yeah. And um, so it was the first time I had ever heard about it, which would have been about probably about eight or nine years ago now. And they were doing it. And so I said, uh, <laughs> I have this huge piece of art. You know, I'd love to, I'd love to send to you as a donation. And so her dad and mom stopped back through from visiting Corey in Nashville and tied this four-by-eight sheet of plywood down to their truck and took it to Michigan. And uh, (laughs) kind will tell you, you know, there's a lot of things that happened after that that that, that went to a uh, Christian school um, in Michigan where she teaches at, and it turned out that the principal thought it was such a neat piece that he bought it. He was the highest bidder, and he put it in the school, you know? And here this piece was called Blessed, right? And now it had left Seymour. And it had went to Michigan, and they prayed about it, and uh, the, the, the school did up there, and they, they prayed about it, and was, you know, thankful that it uh, that it came to them, and that and that it was such a beautiful piece, and they they understood Kyle's story, and uh, <coughs> Kyle Kyle received some light from that. I mean, he, he really did, and uh, I think you know you've talked to Kyle. I mean, I think he's probably somewhere around that ten year note in sobriety, you know, and. Yeah. That was a big deal for him at the time, you know. It's a big deal now to this day still, and and I love Kyle for it. Um, And and we feel like that piece of art brought some of that, some of that peacefulness and and some of that light into into Kyle's life. And uh, so I think I said all that to say that, you know, what we do here is supportive of artists, you know. It's of all artists and and people who, from all walks of life, are in here, you know, and uh, we have three or four people that play music that work here you know we have Mm. two or three artists that draw and paint um and so it's a really tight knit close family of free-minded free-thinking people and from that you get a lot of growth because we're not ever thinking inside the box around here we're always thinking outside of the box and uh and in turn we we we're just magnetically drawn to all these beautiful Happy souls, you know. Yeah. And our customers alike are those people. And so you reap what you sow, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we're uh, we're reaping years of just staying the course, even when it didn't feel like it was gonna be successful always. I just felt like this is this is what we wanna do and we wanna we wanna be we wanna be pure and true to our form and and, and do the best job that we can do and that's paying off tenfold now
0: so let me transition you a yeah. little bit back to music too, yeah um yeah. who's your go-to yeah. i know you said you went to a lot of metal shows but i know you as well yeah you, being around in here a little bit yeah. you, you've got a very eclectic yeah. music if you're, taste. i'm saying yeah.
1: if you're like dustin when he sets his playlist in the car it's like anything everything. may come up like literally yeah <laughs> like anything you can think of
2: anything could come up i mean <laughs> it really could i mean you know uh, my wife and i danced to uh Chris Stapleton and his wife, Morgan. We just love them, and we danced to a song in our wedding. Um, I've been stuck on Chris for a few months before that, and I'm still stuck on Chris. Yeah, um, He's a freak, man. He yeah. is. I mean, he is it, awesome. He barely moves his mouth. He barely moves his his expressions. can hardly change if he doesn't want them to, and the biggest sound in the world yeah. comes yeah. out of that guy's mouth. And, so,
0: and I remember I told her one time, it was the
2: CMAs or one of the Country Music
0: Awards. Whenever he but there were four finals for Song oh, of the yeah. Year. Yeah. He had one with Tennessee Whiskey, but yeah. two of the other three he, he had, had written. written. Yeah. And it's like, so yeah. three of the four are really
2: his songs. Oh, <laughs> so he, he let fight. two of them
1: yeah. go. Yeah. 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 He's yeah.
2: going gonna to be a winner either way. Yeah. And, uh, I still, you know, I still listen to Chris. My wife bought me, uh, which I owned the Traveler on CD, and she bought me the Traveler for Christmas on vinyl. Okay. And it's constantly on my record.
1: Pair. Oh, that's a good yeah, one. I don't think I, I don't think get, we have that one, I do probably, we? Yeah. Oh, do I you? Okay. I don't
2: think I can get burnt out on that record. And and now I'm listening to uh, the latest record of his. But you know what I really like doing is just looking up his live stuff on YouTube. And yes. Just him, oh. and a, him and a solo acoustic guitar, and his wife Morgan singing harmony vocals. Is just beautiful, you know it really is. But man, I mean, if you ask me, you know, tickets in our tickets in our hanging on our fridge right now. Uh-huh. You'll 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 see. Backstreet Boys. You'll see, oh, yeah. yeah really? Yeah, oh, yeah. You'll see uh, <laughs> Melly you know. Um, yeah. Grateful Dead or Dead and Company that is touring this summer. Elton John. Um, we just went and saw Vince Gill, wife and I did a couple weeks ago, which was magical. That's I saw awesome. you got the Dave poster hanging out there yeah. at the pizza yeah, side. Yeah, I saw Dave. We're going Willie. to see Dave
1: here. Uh, I have never, I have never seen Dave. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah you've seen, seen
1: him like a trillion times. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 20, 25 or twenty-six times. Yeah, yeah. like I nice.
1: have never seen him. Nice. So, but we're going this summer.
2: Saw Dave and Willie at uh, Louisville Slugger Field okay. uh, nah, years ago, and it was sick. That was awesome. a killer show. Um, you know, my, my go-to's are though. Usually, it sounds. I'm a cheesy pop fan. Uh, I mean, I'm a sucker for. 80's ballads you know what I mean I mean I grew up listening to Lionel Richie and, and Chicago mm-hmm. and Ario and I mean those bands will always be near and dear to my heart Yeah, I, I would I think it would be amazing to book Ario Speedwagon I know that sounds crazy and cheesy but like I can remember sitting in front of the record player when I was probably 4 or 5 years old and seeing you can tune a piano but you can't tune a fish it was the, was the <laughs> vinyl you know and and you know and so molly hatchet you know uh ario and and leonard skinner and those are albums that we had around when i was a kid but we also had lionel richie and kenny rogers and christopher cross uh and journey you know and so my mom listened to everything on saturday mornings we'd clean the house you know saturday mornings were for cartoons and breakfast and then cleaning and mom would crank up the radio Mm -hmm. and you know we'd sing along my sister and my mom and i and, and that turned into a huge love of music, and then even later in, in life, my mom and sister and I would sing at church, you know, we'd yeah. get up and sing special songs and stuff, and I was always nervous, and my mom and sister have beautiful voices, and so I kind of stuck out like a sore thumb, <laughs> but they always included me to act like I had a part. Um,
1: <laughs> to make you feel included, yeah, I guess, yeah. it was so, by default.
2: <laughs> I, I enjoy singing, it's, it's something that uh, I wished I was uh, not as scared to do as... Uh, Uh, Sometimes when it's just my friend Lom and I, um, you know, I can sing at the top of my lungs and feel Mm -hmm. like a rock star, but I get nervous if I'm in front of a microphone. Um, uh, So, yeah, music, man, I could go on for days. I I will tell you, I had the opportunity to book. I've booked a lot of great, great acts. Um, I booked two live crew in Seymour um, (laughs) at the Rocks. Um, probably about nine years ago or something. <laughs> I didn't even really attend the show. Uh, it was on a Monday night. I went and made sure they arrived and was and you know had everything had come to fruition like it was supposed to. And then I watched a, a tune or two. Um, for me, it was it was the thrill of actually booking such a high profile, you know, two live crew. In the early '90s, man. And say yeah. what you want, man, but like um, you know, it, it's the reason why
0: we have parental advisory. It's the reason I we have <laughs> parental advisory. And,
2: and as a young, impressionable <laughs> mind at the time, I, uh, I loved, I loved rap music. I loved uh, what they were doing. Um, I don't mind a cuss word, so uh, that part didn't bother me. But I really saw what they were doing to music, and I saw the direction that music was going. Tipper Gore. and and all those folks wanted to really ban music, and they wanted to ban what people were, um, what people were choosing to listen to, which seemed ridiculous to me right. as, a, as a seventh and eighth grade kid. You, mm-hmm. know, you know, like, uh, hey, this is my ears, this is my head. Let me let me listen to what I want to listen to, yeah. and, and how dare you uh, stifle an artist? You know, and so it's too funny you bring that up
0: because she grew up a little more sheltered than I did, yeah. <laughs> um, but. Just the other night, I happened to be going down a rabbit hole on YouTube in our studio at our house. And yeah, we were just and it was it was I like was YouTube after YouTube video,
1: or whatever. Old school hip hop
0: versus new school hip hop. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it would like it break into an old school song and then show the new stuff that yeah. I. Yeah. I, there's some that I still like, but sure. I, I'm struggling more and more. But yeah. we ended up down this rabbit hole, and I had up up Two Life Crew and some yeah. others, and yeah. was playing songs for her, and I was like, "You don't understand! Like, this was a big deal." Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, so that's so cool that you said because I, um, I went into the whole story i'm like these are the guys this is no. the reason why we have <laughs> <parental> <laughs> like little, they arrested these guys at yeah.
2: concerts yeah, because they got came arrested. out to perform. yeah for <laughs> cussing and singing singing lyrics you yeah. know what i mean that, that blew my mind i bought i bought uh, good lord mother, close your ears but i bought nasty as they want to be the album at um music connection from sandy you know on second street uh Man, I was 13, probably. You know what I mean? And it didn't have, you know, we weren't staring at those parental advisory right, stickers. Right. They were coming out real soon, you know. And then all of a sudden, here I was, a 14, 15 year old kid that couldn't buy music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what in the world? You know? They said you're not old enough. to be like, dude, some, I just bought it. <laughs> some rock albums, you know, with just a, a peppered word here or there, yeah, and yeah. they were getting these lyrics stickers yeah. put on them. And so, uh, to me, uh, you know, to come. To where I was at in life, and the book Two Live Crew uh, was huge for me as just a musical lover. You know what I mean? Like it it, just—it was uh, that that sweet song and dance back and forth of booking them, and you know, hey, we're trying to get back to Florida from Chicago, and we might as well make a stop. You know what I mean? So let's let's figure this out how we're gonna make some money for you, how we're gonna make some money for the venue, and then let me put that feather in my cap. You know and. I was real thankful for that, and they were really cool dudes. I got to hang out with them for a minute and Luther Campbell was not with them, so you know it's just the other cats. Yeah. And uh, Luke's doing, making millions, doing whatever. <laughs> but these cats are still, you know, touring on that mm-hmm. name, and so uh, that was that was big for me. You know, now. You know, we've booked some Grammy-nominated artists, and they've played right here in this venue. Now, uh, everybody from James Otto to uh, Lee Nash from Sixpence None the Richer, who you mm-hmm. know, "Kiss Me" and "There She Goes," and and Lee has played outside on our stage with her husband Steve Wilson, who's a dear friend of mine, and uh, Steve's an amazing, amazing artist. You guys need to check him out, um, Steve Wilson Jr. out of Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, he's Lee's uh, guitar player as well, but he's creating some beautiful sounds on his own. And then they've played in here, standing right here where we're sitting. Really? uh, Yeah, so it's, uh it's um, it's the, the the biggest thing that warms my heart is just to see artists in here enjoying themselves and yeah. looking to see the crowd enjoying themselves and and that feels like yo I'm doing a good job yeah you know? so, so so really what you've been able to do
0: in your life is you've really combined all of your loves I mean you, that's
1: what I mean like this you, is like the perfect thing you have beer, you kind of some background pizza, in the restaurant music you got I mean, the like, pizza
0: side yeah. your best buddy in the you know brewing and, yeah. and the Seymour Brewing Company and then live music you've yeah. really been able to.
2: To culminate it all together, yeah. And you know, for Rich, it was a you know, I didn't think about it because I was so deep into oh man, I'm getting ready to go in debt here to do this mm-hmm. brewing thing. And and you know, Rich looked at it and said, Man, we can brew beer here, uh, we've got a live music venue, like that goes hand yeah, in hand, yeah. like that and, would be and great. Rich, and Rich, you know, like I say, he's a music head, like you go back in our brewery and you look and it's just all music related a lot of our a lot of our beer names right come from, absolutely come from music type things or uh you know things relatable in our lives all of our ipas are named something to a cheech and chong reference you know what I mean? <laughs> and
1: uh,
2: we're constantly thinking of, of names which is a heck of a lot of fun for us we love that part of it but uh yeah you know we're all blessed, um, rich. Here's a, here's a quick one for you. So Rich is ju- we have a we have a guy that's kind of like a junior brewmaster um, that works with Rich. His name's Graham Shira. Graham has been with us for about six years, so longer than Rich has. Graham's a, a college student. Graham came to work for us in high school. Crazy part about that is was, Rich got me a job at Karma, but what he did was call graham's mom at the time right so we're talking 20 years ago you know and graham was not even born yet graham's mom was my boss at karma records and we were dear friends and so later on in life you know i've known grammy since he was a kid and uh And Graham's a music head. Graham can play bass and guitar and drums, and and he's just a beast. And so Rich is an eclectic fellow. Rich is an eclectic fellow. You think I'm eclectic. Rich is eclectic. (laughs) And so I knew it was going to take the right kind of person to vibe back there with Rich, uh, to be helpful to Rich, you know? And so uh, I introduced rich and graham and they hit it off immediately but they're both metal heads you know what i mean they both still love to go to red fang concerts and and concerts that that you'd think a guy like me go hey you didn't invite me but i'm like hey wait that's a little that's you guys are jamming something (laughs) heavy there even heavier than than what i'm listening to so you guys go (laughs) you guys go enjoy it in fact they're at a brewer's conference um tonight the next couple of days they're they're learning their craft better and they're learning um learning how to um what the new things are, you know. That's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, they were like, hey, we're going to go do this for three days. Um, do you want to go? I'm like, I'm going to stay here and hold the fort down. You guys, you know, they're doing a Do your thing. Job. Yeah, and that's what I told Rich. You, I always believed in what Rich did and, and do 110%. Um, he doesn't put anything in here on tap that he doesn't absolutely love. It doesn't come out of that brew. Yeah. You know, and so I never have to worry about it. And so Holly, um, our pub tender, she's in here six days a week. Makes her job easy. She knows what, everything she's pouring out of that is yeah. going to be exactly what these customers want. and, so well,
0: and everything I have tried
2: yeah. has been delicious. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so. now you, yeah.
0: you can obviously everybody has their own little their taste or their, yeah. their things, but everything is good. Yeah. It's just I like Coke. Some some are better than Coca Cola. Some, some hit <laughs> my taste a little yeah. bit better than others. But uh, I do want to ask you this: Yeah, do you play anything? You, are you a musician in the sense that you can play?
2: I play the radio great. Uh, that, that,
1: that, 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 I'm, I'm yeah, good with Alexa. Yeah, yeah, I'm really good with her. Um,
2: I do have a few guitars, man. Yeah, uh, yeah I've, I got more guitars than I've got skill. Um, but uh, I've got one, and that's a lot more than I've yeah, got skill. And, and for years, uh, for years before I was blessed with my wife in my life, I would just sing to my dog, and so uh, and they always liked it. He loved it. I could yeah. sing the same Johnny Cash tune to him three He'd times You sing it over and, and over, and I'm he sure he's was, fine. He was ready to buy a ticket for the next show. Yeah. But, um, I'm lucky. My wife really enjoys hearing me play when I do play. I don't play often enough. Um, I get caught up in day-to-day stuff. And uh, in fact, this summer we're talking about doing like a nine-week thing out here at Harmony Park during the week, where we start a beginner-type guitar lesson for three or four weeks. Holly would teach some of that. Then Lom, my buddy Lom, would come in and teach two to three weeks of kind of intermediate. And then Holly's husband, Adam, would come in maybe like the last two weeks and teach some leads and stuff. Oh, that's And cool. our goal would be for seven, eight, five, 10, 12 of us, whatever comes out here for that. Our goal would be for our little group to do an opener for one of our bands out here on a Friday night. Oh, night. that'd be awesome. That's cool. Yeah, and that's going to be an all-age <laughs> thing, you know, guitar players from yeah. 6 years old to 66 years old. Absolutely. And so um, we've done an open mic type scenario out here the last couple of years, and it's went really well. And so I thought this idea of doing this guitar thing would work well. Like an open
1: guitar type. And
2: I'm, and I'm type. hoping it's going to... Uh, motivate me to play guitar more this year yeah well my goal. i yeah. know what she's gonna say when we get in the
0: car is you yeah. need to get your guitar out and yeah. go up to yeah, yeah. So yeah. I yeah. yeah. we have hard. a guitar yeah. but i've
1: only <laughs> ever seen it in the case yeah and so it's
2: probably <laughs> you, you, you gotta get them out and you gotta play them and you yeah. gotta get your fingers calloused or it's just always gonna hurt and so this last year a couple of years ago i bought a nylon string yamaha um just so when i do get the urge to pick it up i can play it and not hurt my fingers Um, guitar players will be out there throwing stones at me Um, (laughs) but i love you all i love you all and i'm trying so uh you know big kenny big and rich i don't know if you ever got out of those guys but big kenny was in his i'll get it wrong but i'm gonna guess 35 36 years old or something when he started playing out right and singing out and uh if you listen to Big & Rich, when I first heard him, and I have some of Big Kenny's solo stuff, too, you go, man, is this guy a singer? Or, you know, what is he, really? He's so different. Um, and he's got a solo record, and some of it sounds really Beatlesque, esque and it's, it's really some far-out, spaced-out, hippie cowboy stuff, man. But I think it's beautiful. And I think, man, this guy, he came into himself probably in his 40s you right know what i mean and really all of a sudden he's selling records man, yeah and he's on yeah. a tour and i and so there's uh, i don't say that out loud very often but i think oh, there might be some hope for me that i could at least even maybe perform a song in here You know what <laughs> <I mean>? but, <laughs> feel good walking away yeah. I I, long and i sang a song in here long played the guitar and i sang a song in here probably a couple months ago and there's a keith whitley tune that i love and and uh there wasn't a soul in here except Lom. And uh, he's like, you did a good job, you man. You felt I like, okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah, thanks, Lom. So, um, you know, uh, when I play, though, I play a lot of older country. And I've okay. I, I got Waylon Jennings. I love that. Oh, got it. So uh, when it comes to what I really want to hear all the time, though, and I, I guess I'm touching back on that a little bit, but a lot of it's uh, old country. you know, Okay. Uh, it, I, want you know. somebody, I want somebody, that,
0: I think that's even where hip-hop, where I, I enjoy the old-school hip-hop, I want somebody who, there is a story, there's feeling, there's thought, you know, and even as silly as it sounds, when you go back to two live crew, that was, I mean, NWA, two live crew, Mm -hmm. that was their lives. That was what they were pushing in their lyrics in the same way that Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash were pushing what they saw in their lyrics. That's still what I reach for today is somebody, Chris Stapleton, you know.
2: um, I want to be moved, man. Yeah. I want to feel your story. Yeah. 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 And those are the artists that touch you I'll listen to, this is about anything, you know what I mean? And, and I've been blessed and saw, I hear the, the Grateful Dead's playing right now. Um, I, when I came home from Bible college and, and was working at Karma Records, uh, a buddy and I decided we were going to catch a, a couple shows on spring tour, um, 94. And so I got to say Jerry live, you know, I saw Jerry before he had passed and, and caught a couple shows in Chicago and a couple shows in Richmond. And, uh, was glad I had that under my belt, you know. And still, and in probably kind of ahead. You know, I, I listen to a lot of Dead. I like the Dead a lot. Um, but that goes into the feeling. And, the you know, you listen to these lyrics and you listen to the acoustic guitars and stuff. Mm-hmm. and That stuff rings out to me. There's an artist named Emmy Sunshine. And Emmy's played here uh, since she was nine. I would like to say that I picked her up as a, a novelty act. But I really didn't like she sold really well because she was nine and a half and played her own little ukulele and had this backing band and she showed up here for her first show she's played here four times now and we hope to have her back this year um but uh that little girl sings and plays from her heart, man. And she opened up the show after her very first performance at Harmony Park and played Code of Many Colors by Dolly wow. Parton. Yeah. Oh, wow. Years old. Yeah, that's, that's
0: just I mean, jumping that's, in her first. That's yeah. by herself.
2: Even though her full band's ready to come on stage, and her first time ever performing here, she got up here and just killed Code of Many Colors. And and wow. uh, I fell in love with that little girl. Like, holy cow, kid, you are the oldest soul I know right now. And, yeah. Uh, since then, we've followed her like crazy, and we've seen her in a lot of different venues. And there's pictures of her here on our bar, and there's pictures of her dad and I hanging uh, on our bar top. And for your listeners, if you come into Seymour Brewing... Uh, if you look around the pub area here, all these are local pictures mm-hmm. and local I, that, photographers. I, I yeah. was going to
1: say, I totally agree. Like just sitting here, like I love looking at the pictures.
2: Yeah. You know, that, that was important <laughs> to me. Like I say, we support art and, yeah, and I all think it's forms awesome. of it. And I have some friends who are blessed with a beautiful eye for, yeah. your, for the now and the moment. And, you know, and they capture these beautiful, these beautiful pictures. Yeah. And so I, I, uh, when I was trying to think of this bar top, you know, I was trying to think, what do we do in here that's different? You know, what do, everybody's seen a wooden bar top. Everybody's yeah. seen a right. copper bar top. They've seen the stainless, you know. And so what can we do that's different? And I thought, you know what? Why don't we show off what we well, are? What we're good at. Yeah, like, we're what we North, have. This this County, let's, show yeah, yeah, let's, let's show Seymour. Let's show Seymour. Let's show Jackson like County. And, as, oh, like and as people come in off the interstate now, which they do, breweries and brew pubs are a destination thing, right? Yeah, yeah. When I was Brooklyn Pizza and... Was one of ten pizza shops in Seymour, right? And thankful to be that one of ten. Now we are the only brew pub in Seymour, the mm-hmm. only brew pub in Jackson. And that's County.
1: a big—that's a big thing, yeah. especially like right now. Yeah. I mean, so you're yeah. exactly right. I mean, it's—I mean, people c- come off the interstate, come yeah. down 50, and yeah. around to second street yeah. to Absolutely. to come here.
2: We have people, you know. Sometimes we're blessed with a couple dozen a week of new faces, and I can tell you. For years, you guys, and ten years, you can talk about it, and ten years is like that. Ten years, we're yeah. ten years old. But to live, yeah, to live it and breathe it, and and live and die by it for ten years, you know, leading up into the last three years of growth, for for days upon days upon months, I would be blessed and see the same faces, you know. And I'm not yeah. I'm not taking yeah. anything away yeah. from that. Those people kept me alive. They paid my employees, you know, paychecks, and they paid the they paid the mortgage payments here. And we had a great build, a great solid base of customers, but we weren't seeing new faces, yeah. right? Because oh, yeah. there's so many choices. And so um, what, what the brewing part of the business has done for us is just introduced new faces to us every day, every day, every day. Yes. And a lot of those people are seeking us out and they're not from Jackson County, they're not from Seymour. And so I wanted this room to tell those people, this is where you're at, you know, you may be from. yeah. Florida or you may be from Michigan I mean you may be from Pennsylvania we get people in here from everywhere and it doesn't take them really long to walk up and down this area and yeah. see what we're all about from our largest gym in the nation yeah, you know, we yeah. have pictures of that yeah. um, to you know some of the most beautiful sites that I think Absolutely. In, our, in our refuge and and just out on the edges of town so that was important to me I really wanted people no, to I. I, wanted I think people it's to awesome. know what we are yeah you
0: know? so. Well, Sean, we're at a little over an hour, man. I can't believe it. I, I, it's,
1: <laughs> we just I'm been really hanging good out
0: talking. Yeah. that's all right, man. Yeah. I hope you. I hope you. Can have I
2: mention t- a couple things in case you it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. If there's, if there's anything that I, you know that I, I want to mention to people, um, big brothers, big sisters. Absolutely, they're a huge part of my life. I, I got a little about five years ago, and uh, that's a blessing. I encourage people to donate your time, volunteer your time. You know, uh, people need you, so. So do that. Uh, the community diner uh, is something that I've been a part of for the last couple of years, and we feed people on Monday nights. Um, and then our Christmas meals program—we feed people on Christmas Day every year. Oh, that's and so
0: awesome!
2: Yeah, you brought started, some down beauty beautiful ashes, yeah, this year, in Carlos Yeah, we started yeah. with uh, we started with about 300 meals our first year five years ago. We broke 1,100 meals in Jackson Jennings County, you know, and. Uh, the needs there. And so yes. I encourage people to get out and volunteer, to donate your time. Uh, I'm blessed with brothers like Kyle McIntosh who've, who have taken up that yes. that same uh, torch and said, okay, we that want to mentality. feed people down this way, Yeah, you know, and uh, so I encourage that, you know, uh, be a good community partner and, and uh, give, you know, give. You can't take it with you, you know, you yeah. really can't. No. Um, I saw a sign last week that said, uh, he who, he with the most toys, uh, he who dies with the most toys wins, right? And it was on a, it was on a, on a sign, on a business, and I just thought, uh, wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Uh, yeah. You got it wrong, man. Uh, don't die with the most toys. Die with a happy heart, you know? Yeah. And yeah. So, uh. Thanks, thanks for letting me be on your show. man. No, man, it. This yeah. was awesome. I, I we enjoyed you all, it.
0: I hope you'll let us come back at some yeah, point. When yeah. Harmony Park gets going yeah, this summer, yeah. we'd love to come yeah. down and shoot some videos yeah. and do
2: some things down here. Let me give you a plug real quick on that. Uh, just some shows we got on the books already for this yeah. year. May 10th is a duo from Indy called The Seventy Eights. That's May 10th. It's a Friday night show. It's free. Bring your bring your kids, bring your family, come eat some pizza, um, have a pint. And uh, and then June 29th, uh, we, we've got a gentleman named Benito... Um, he is Eddie Money's guitar player. Oh, wow. Sino? He plays with Eddie all the time, but then he's got a few months off uh, f- throughout the year, a few dates off. And we were able to book his full band, and so they're coming down. Oh, and wow. there'll be a full rock show out there, and they'll they'll play Eddie Money tunes as well as all, a bunch of other rock and roll from Mellencamp to Bob Seeger. And uh, yeah, so John Mellencamp, we love him too. We hope he'll come in and have a beer at some point in time. I hear you, that
0: would be man. awesome. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I got to see him at the IU Auditorium
0: several years ago. It's a great, nice. greatest thing I saw.
2: Nice, nice. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for supporting me. Thanks for supporting my buddy Kyle McIntosh too. Hey,
0: he's, yeah, no, it's all
1: we love. We love this yeah. like this.
0: Yeah. I say all the time, man. It, you know, Kyle's an inspiration to me, and that's kind of why we started this gig was yeah. to. To be able to come to local people like you that are doing great things yeah. and, and to get the community. word out yeah. and, and, to, and to let people see, you know, you don't have to go down to nothing against the chain restaurants yeah, yeah, and yeah. things like that, and they're fine, but yeah. come support the local people that yeah. are they're doing great things. We're putting with a lot of
2: heart and soul into this, and it's Absolutely. not just the food and it's not just the beer, but it's our people and it's our customers. You know, we're putting that into everything we yeah. do here. And so I used to think, you know, people can say that, and you can hear those taglines, and, and I used to think to myself, are you saying that are you doing it? You right. know what I mean? And right. we're doing
0: it. I was going to say, come down and challenge that yeah. because you guys are doing that here. I and agree. It's a great scene and it's a lot of fun. And come down to Brooklyn Pizza Company and see we're Brewing Company and hang out. Thanks, man. Thanks,
2: man. Thanks, thank, man. Thank, thank you guys you. for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank uh, you. Yeah.